What's up, everybody? This is Geeks from Here's a Podcast. You're happy now. Welcome to episode 89, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. And happy holidays. I hope this is a happy time of the year still for many of you. I know this year is different. I know it's tough. Um, And everyone and their grandma is telling you all about how different it is. So we're not going to harp that much on that. But we hope you guys um, find some comfort uh, in this time of the year. And if you're not, we're always open. Reach out to us. Hit us up on our DMs or numbers. You've got them all. Um, We love you guys. And we want to hear from you. That being said, great episode today. Great episode. We're psyched about it. We're psyched to, to share it. We cover a ton of ground. We're talking things we're afraid of. We're talking hors d'oeuvres we haven't had nearly enough of. We get distracted by talking about nuts. We get into nerd kegs. We're talking movies. We're talking video games. We're doing a deep dive. We're talking Nick's ranting about the Jets. We're covering so many bases this week. We had an off week last week. We had an off week coming up. So this is going to be a nice, meaty episode for you guys to dig into over the next couple weeks before we come back with some regular content. Um, the last half hour is going to be super nerdy talking about video games. So if you want to tune out before then, you can. But if you want to ride it out with us, we, we love it. Nerd kegs. Um, other than that, Nothing holding us back other than that red light, and I'm seeing it, so it's time to get a little weird. Enjoy the episode. Love you guys. Let's go. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keys. It's Here's a Podcast. You're happy. And my favorite podcast about everything. Nothing will come to episode 89. Episode 89. Episode 89. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 89 of Here's a Podcast. You're happy. And I'm having a tough time with the word episode today, which is a bummer because we say it a lot, especially in the introduction of every episode. Episode. There it is. Yeah, you're really you're, you're struggling. Sea salt and episodes. 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 Sea salt and episodes. Episode eighty nine. Welcome, guys. We're glad to have you back. We had a week off behind us. We're gonna have a week off in front of us. So consider this a little filler episode, but it's gonna be a good one. A lot of good meat in here. We're doing some in my brains. We're going to nerd kegs. Uh, right in time for the holiday season. Right in time to get you some wonderful gifts and some dark movies to watch in the darkest time. I mean, look, just scientifically. The darkest time of the year. Today, darkest Today. day. Darkest it's day. Dark it's usually out there. it's usually my birthday. I'm realizing that. Holy okay. shit! It's, your birthday's tomorrow. I know. I just realized that. I was about to say, wow. It's it's usually not December fifteenth. It's usually like December twenty first or twenty second. And today is December twenty first. Oh so, my god! I can't <laughs> believe today's December twenty first. So yeah, it actually makes sense. It's the it's the dark the same. The solstice is the same day. The solstice has been since we started talking about solstices. So. Yeah. Hey, Solstai. dude, happy almost birthday. Is it Solstai? Thank you. Yeah. Solstai or Solstices? So, I think it's Solstices, but I prefer Solstai. Solstai, yeah. Yeah. Look, they said Solstices for long enough. It's our time. I think, hey, us are as a general English rule, if you can if you can use the sty instead of isses, you should. It's yeah, way, especially it's for, for, for guys like me who suffer from almost having a lisp. Right. The less you can... Oh, so I do almost have a lisp? No, I didn't. I did I was just listening. You I'm, said, I'm, yeah. <laughs> your truth is your truth. Okay. I'm just, check. Checkmate. Um, so, <laughs> or don't let me get you in a checkmate. For those of us who almost have lisps. Not you. Yeah, not me. But for those of us, for those, the royal us out there who almost have lisps. Um, or would it be the, the opposite? The, the, the peasant us who yeah, uh, sure. almost have lisps? Uh, the the less you can use multiple isses, the better. Like you have to let us recharge our, our is batteries in between usage, because then uh, next thing you know, you're proctoring an, an exam at a charter school, and all the kids uh, you're in a little closet uh, proctoring an exam, and all the kids suddenly gang up on you because they say you have a lisp, and you have no way to defend yourself. 
because you've never heard yourself speak the letter S. Anyway, moving on. Nick, what are you thinking about this week? I'm fucking mad. And I don't get mad often. And I'm mad about something that everyone else is mad about. But I need to spend a second on it. I'm mad about the fucking Jets. This is not a sports podcast. But occasionally we hit on the sports news that is sweeping the nation. And the Jets won. And here's my take on what the Jets won. I Obviously, wish that I had a sound. I never wished more that I had a soundboard. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might come in with different do. sound effects around. All right. Obviously, the Jets being ass is like wah, just, wah, wah. It's just commonplace. There's curb episodes about it. Everyone knows how much they suck. Everyone knows. Hey, how, what's the deal with airports? How hapless. That's a good curb impression. Uh, how hapless <laughs> the organization is. Here's my thing. They won when they were supposed to lose, and they're so good at losing. And if you've ever seen the movie Moneyball, but also you understand that sometimes to win, you have to lose. And I understand that every, like, every sports guy, every sports purist is going to say you have to go in and play to win every game. Here's... You are smoking crack. Ex- Stop was... it. <laughs> that was really good, right? Everyone's like, oh, you're an athlete, you're a competitor, you have to go in and win every game. That is just fucking stupid. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. When you're 0-15, winning one game does not matter. The idea that you could draft, like, the quarterback of a generation, people think, and this guy who looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. And I, I haven't watched a single snap all year, but I know the fact that, like, if you get out there and you notice that your quarterback is on fire or the team is not making mistakes, put out the practice squad. Get reps in for next season. There's legitimately no point. Yes, you played to win t- today. You're still a laughing stock. It's just it's so idiotic to think that like there's some higher rule of competition when you're a you know hundreds of millions of dollar organization that says you know like everyone's gonna remember that you lost the game that you could have won mm. five years after you draft like a potentially franchise making quarterback a quarterback that people are comparing to andrew luck peyton manning like yeah no one is gonna remember the game that you threw he's got a bad face he's gotta have a bad face but he's got good hair oh actually new guy's good face oh new guy has good face well yeah he's he's got a big face but he's got good face good hair people say he's like transcendent i I like him because he's super competitive at intramural basketball so i feel like i can really relate to him have you seen that that. video kid yes i have yeah yeah so, so you are vehemently anti. We did our jobs today. We have a job to do. They pay us to win games. You hate that. I think there is a time and a place for that, and the time and the place is not when you're already a absolute ass laughing stock. If you are a yeah. team that's won three games, okay, I get it. Like there's some fight in you. The Jets are a team who sucks, and it's not like oh they suck, but like you know, on any given Sunday. It's truly, like, pretty much no given Sunday. And I yeah. think at that point, you just got to say die and look forward as an organization. Throw it. Fucking lose the game. It's and any, and any, other, any other year, I'm like, fine, I guess you lose it. But, like, I just think there's, like, context to these situations. It's not like, right. oh, there's this football god who says we have to do this thing. It's like, no. If you run a team and you say, you know what, we might lose today, but we have a chance to win for the next couple years... I think that's not a, I don't think that's a difficult trolley problem. I think that's an easy trolley problem. And I understand that like that might rub people the wrong way. You have to clean house anyway. And you know mm-hmm. what will make the people who stay feel better is if you win. You yeah. know, if you prove right. that you care about winning. And 
I don't know shit about shit when it comes to football. I just see this and I'm like, oh my god. Like, to say they outjets themselves is an understatement. Yeah, like, time's a flat circle. It's just, it's unbelievable. So, I hate to spend so much time on it because, like, yelling about the Jets is so expected because it's so universal. But I think it's the same time that's why I had to say it. Just because, like, I don't even watch. I haven't watched a single snap. I haven't watched a single down all season. And I saw that the news, that news today, and I was like, it wrecked my day. If there is a greater power, you need to let them know that there's still someone down here. You know, yeah, you're screaming, yes. you're screaming at the heavens, being like, "Come down and fight me like a man." I get it. Come down and fight me like a man. I get it. I get it. You had to say something. We do also have a fair, a fair number of number, a fair percentage of our listenership see that that language, guys. That's what uh, hosting a podcast for eighty nine episodes is. You don't talk about how many numbers you have. Talk about the ratio of listeners. Yeah, percentages. Do yeah. do root for a New York sports team. So I think that that will hit close to home. You're gonna. I mean, I had people. Uh, reach out to me about you know check in i've had i had another person another friend of ours reach out to me and be like look dude i totally get what you're going through the bears hang in there which is just like great so i i think you are reaching out to people it's nice for them to hear a face say this that isn't you know one of talking heads um so thanks for you know it's brave you to come out here today i tried and uh yeah you tried the jets tried and failed they tried too hard well and it's also just funny coming off of like didn't last week they almost win and then they just blew it last yeah. second they just completely tanked in like they so you had the worst of both worlds you got yes. humiliated with a ter- with a, like a horrific comeback and then all you had to do was lose your last three and you like did your you decided to do your job right it's very funny you know it's a great time to heat up when we're owing 14 <laughs> <laughs> don't let them get hot Dude, yeah. with COVID protocols, who fucking knows? Do you think that's a plan? Do you think that maybe is a plan that the Jets are going to try to give COVID to every other? Because Goodell, I think, has come out and been like, if you can't play, you can't fucking play. Are they just going to give COVID to the entire, you know? I hope not. That would be such that would be such a bummer because no one deserves to watch the Jets. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. yeah you're not broken. even the viewers at home to have to watch the Jets play. <laughs> well, speaking of New York, great rant, Nick. Thanks. You Sorry, it took so much time. Rant. Don't never. I love a good rant. You know that. Yeah, I don't rant you often. Get it out. You got. You don't. You got to get it out. It, it felt good, honestly. Look it at did that. feel you gotta, good. Got to put it out in the universe. You know. Yeah. Put it out there. Uh, speaking of New York, we're harping on an old story that's been in my brain. That video clip of the Verrazano Bridge of just shaking in the fucking wind, whatever it is, tide, wind, gra- gravity. Like I don't know what it was, but if you haven't seen the video. And you don't have to drive across the Verrazano Bridge to work every day. I would recommend watching the video of the Verrazano Bridge shaking, um, like it's built on a fucking crumbling, drunk Jenga set. Um, it is bad, and it really got me thinking. I had this sudden realization of just like the Jets, you realize like, wow, this is a professional sports team. It's a business, brings in millions of dollars a year, and has the potential to bring in millions more. Something that has that amount of money, that amount of like economic potential, a payout for investors, is managed by people who are idiots. Yeah. And I had the exact same thought of, man, that Verrazano Bridge, which thousands of people cross every fucking day across a great body of water, that was built by people who might have been idiots. Yeah. You know? Like, I just had this crazy thought suddenly of like, all of these fucking things that we trust with our lives are just, they're just built by people. Like they, like airplanes built by people who like come to work hungover and forget to put screws in. 
and like didn't do something in the Verizona Bridge to like your bridge shouldn't do that ever, ever. I don't know that because I'm not one of the smart people. But you can be smart and you can be an idiot. We know plenty of those guys. Oh, that's that is what I think is the the crux of it. Like for they me. can fuck it up. Yeah, you just trust these guys. People because make the, mistakes. I, yeah, they make mistakes, and I just went from that where I was like, well, the Verrazano Bridge can shake like that. What else do I have to worry about? And I immediately thought of Chicago in the Hancock Center, Hancock Building. They've got the sky deck where you can lie on these windows. You can press your face up against them, and they lower them. Second tallest building in Chicago. They lower them so that they're basically like at a 45 to 90 degree angle. And my thought originally, I, I, like was, I remember I was running, so I was just digging into this idea and I was thinking about it and I was like alright well what's stopping one of those from just fucking falling out what's stopping like a pane of glass from just stopping you falling whatever you know 97 stories to your as a meteor to your death and I was like well fuck I'm sure that they fucking pay someone to go come and check the shit but then I thought about the Verizon Bridge and I was like well hold on how much are they paying that guy and how often are they paying it you know and at what point is it cheaper to just pay someone a settlement for a wrongful death lawsuit over the maintenance it takes to maintain the fucking sky deck. And I just went into this dark hole of like everything. That I, when I look at something that's dangerous, when I look at a bridge, when I look at the sky deck, when I look at airplanes, I'm just like, well, they have money. Why wouldn't they spend, I'm sure you have to spend a ton of money making sure these things are safe and are never going to fail. But that is why I am not someone who is very financially responsible because I can, I overlook the fact that I would spend way too much money making sure my product. Yeah. Too late. Thank you. It's all right. I texted you and told Brendan. That's all good. That's all good. Hey. It's great to see you. We're two for two. We're two for two on podcast recorded in the basement. Interrupted. It's fine. Say hi to your, say hi to your, your Yeah. Oh, sorry. Me. Nick says hi. He was saying hi through the, through the mic. He's good waving. Good to see him. He looks well. He looks, he looks great, doesn't he? He looks great. It's, yeah. It's good You're to see You're not muted, Dad. You, you want to come in here for a second? We're talking about... Uh, I don't. You know what we're talking about. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, he doesn't want to. Okay. That's fair. Well, send my love. Love you too, Dad. And Nick loves you too. I love Nick more than I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea where you were. I have. I just. I like. I just knew it was gonna happen. It's just there. It's Murphy's law. You cannot be an almost 29-year-old recording a podcast in your parents' basement without them barging in. And honestly, I think that, pro- like for me, it sucks. But probably for the universal well-being of 29-year-old podcasters, it's probably for the best. You know, I'm yeah. coming to terms with that effect. Like, you should, you should leave. <laughs> right. This is, this is your... Find your own is, place. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a nudge. You know, it's just a classic. You tell mom, you know, you put the... You tell mom, you put the do not disturb sign on the door cleaning service is going to come in you know you put the do not disturb sign on the door mom's busting in there you're like mom what are you doing in this hotel in vegas (laughs) she's like i'm here i'm here saw the do not disturb sign and thought you were in trouble yeah i think you got to leave this whole thing because it's great i appreciate well i'm glad there's no way you're gonna be able to cut around it it's way too difficult it's so easy you could just 
mark before it happened and then mark after it. I edit out your pencil tapping. I can't do anything. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> no, that's true. It's just gonna stay in anyway. I just, I guess what I was saying is when you assume that people have a shit ton of money, that they're going to spend that money on making sure, like, if I had 90,000, again, guys, look, we talked about I cannot keep track of how much people weigh, how tall things are, distances at all, same is true for amounts of money, so let's say I have $90,000 to build a building, okay? <laughs> or let's, we'll build an airplane, $90,000 to build a small airplane. Still that not enough. <laughs> Just $90,000. Mom just texted me. <laughs> $90,000 to just... She sensed the do not disturb sign in the basement from a, from thousands of miles away. $90,000 and building a small airplane. I would spend like half of that <laughs> making sure that like all the screws were in, the, the wings weren't going to fall off. You know, if you spilled coffee on the dashboard console, the whole plane wouldn't shut down. Things that you think, like, you know, landing gears would come down, windows weren't going to pop out. These were all things that have happened to airplanes in the past three years, guys. All right? I've blogged every single one of them. We've talked about every single Those are all things that have happened. Everyone else who's a billionaire... Who... Mom wants me to know that convergence is tonight. Those two stars are lining up. Um, Planets. This is, it's all happening at once, dude. You know, we talk about love light a lot. Your love light's on. My parent light is on. Heavily. Your parent light's on. They, they're just like, we got to check in with Keegan to make sure he's fine. It's the holidays. That's how it I'm goes. not. <laughs> I'm not. The <laughs> I would spend like $40,000 safety checking. And the people who have enough money to make airplanes are like, fuck it. Can we like spend 500 bucks? You know? We cut the seats out. We cut the life preservers out of the seats to save a buck. And that's what I'm realizing. I'm realizing like... It, when it comes down, it's just, it just, it just money to these people, you know? And how much of it is like, that fucking bridge collapsed in, in Florida, whatever it was, seven years ago. I'm sure if they just spent more money to safety check it, they would have stopped that. But they, they didn't. And people were just parked under a bridge and fucking died. It's insane. I have a story about this in New York. It's t I think you've probably heard it. But next to my office, I, I worked at this. I worked, I mean, when we used to go to work at places, I worked at this place you probably remember when i first worked there we had this beautiful view of the east river in brooklyn from yeah. financial district of new york and of course they built skyscrapers in the way one of the buildings they built next to us has been one of these things that's like the it's like man you guys are doing shoddy workmanship on a 60-story building and well some really fucked up stuff happened the one part is they built all 60 i think it's 60 stories and they just did the bottom wrong. So it's just the whole thing started sinking into the ground. So there's a big slant. You know, they already put the thing up. So they have to, like, try to, you know, lift up a 60-story building from one side. But just because they were yeah. just, like, yeah, they were fucking around. And a guy fell off and died. You know, we'd always stand yeah. at the windows watching and be like, man, those guys are really just, like, kind of hanging you up told by the me about this. That's right. And guy just fucking fell off. And a guy fell off and died. And it was like, well, oh, shit. Ugh. People are, even the smart people who design these buildings... Are stupid. Are stupid. Even they're stupid. And, and they like the crane that fell in New York. Well, that's yeah. the thing. As someone who, one, lives in a 60-story building, two, is terrified of dying with unfinished business in a surprise fashion, which is like what 89% of deaths are. Um, <laughs> these are things that terrify me. The fact that I could just, that some fucking billionaire dickhead could like want to cut $75 off yeah. his cost. And so a crane tips over on me as I'm like sitting in my car thinking about like 
that cool idea for a podcast, I'm going to text you. Like that, right. like that's fucked up, guys. That's fucked up. You have the money. You just spend a little more of it and make all deaths planned. Anyway. We put so much trust in people every single day, and there's something optimistic and beautiful about that, and there's something terrifying and scary Until about that. you die. It, right. It's optimistic. That's a thing. It doesn't matter how many times you get it right. Because every time at some, you get it wrong. Every time you get it wrong. Like, if I had that thought with, like, driving a car, right? Like, you could be an amazing driver. But it doesn't matter if you're an amazing driver for fucking 25 years. If then 25 years in one day, you fucking kill someone, kill someone. you're yeah. a bad driver. And even if you're, you just kill, you doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a good driver. You, you did the thing that you're worried bad drivers will do. And it's the same thing. It's beautiful that we can rely on roads, you know, and bridges and, you know... Uh, electricity and running water and all these things that like could kill us but it, you know what if I make it through my entire life if I die in my sleep at the ripe old age of 98 at the exact same time as all of my friends and family then I will be grateful you want to go to 98 like, you don't want to make it to 100 at that point I mean at some point you're just well I guess if you guys are all dying at the same time then we'll do 100 right I don't want to be the last one you know, I didn't want to be the no. last one left in New York. I don't want to be the last one alive for sure. That's fair. So if we'll just make an agreement. Younger siblings. Do you have fears of being the last one left in New York? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I told you that. I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to like be in New York and everyone moved and then I'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm still in New York. So that's what they call moving from a place too early. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a scary shit. It's scary shit. We trust so many people that I don't know and I hate trusting people I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do. It is beautiful. That's the thing. I'm such a sucker for it. I mean, you put it that way. I'm like, that is really romantic. No, but you know? it's also, it's just, it, it shows, I think it proves our collective stupidity that we do it. Right. And there's like optimism in that, but there's also ignorance is bliss in that, which is like totally. at any given moment, the person you're trusting to not kill you could kill you. Right. It's, I'll walk across a fucking stone bridge that was built in, you know, the Roman yeah. empire and be like, this is kind of sweet. This guy right. built this. If it fails, it's on me. Like, I don't feel that way driving down 90. Like, this guy, this road should not fail me, you yeah. know? No, you're right. There's something about all of our all of our technology and ability now just like, to say, you get paid yeah. For, you, you, get, you probably get paid a decent amount for this job. I'd prefer if Do the building right. wasn't slanted. I'd prefer if yeah. the bridge didn't twist. Yeah, salt the roads, pave the roads, you know? Yeah. Make sure the bridge doesn't fall down in the, what is that ocean? Is that East River, East Ocean? It's, I think it's where, yeah, where it all meets. Is that, that's right not the there. ocean. It's not the ocean, is it? It's close to the ocean, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The East River, I think, goes... I think the East River is actually an estuary because it I meets always with, forget the, with that. the salt water. I have a tough time remembering that, you know? Well, they call it a river, so it's like... It's, <laughs> yeah, it's right. That's, that's on them. Uh, let's go to my next in my brain really quickly, talking about perception. Um, this is a little bit more positive one for those of you... Excuse me. For those of you that had a lot of walnuts about 30 minutes ago... <laughs> All the bad nuts. Um, walnut is a bad nut. I'll yeah, say it's it. not good. I agree. It's a bad nut. It's bitter. Yeah, they're just like right. Or maybe my walnuts are bad. It's just not a good nut. They're good in stuff, but like kind of compared to almonds, cashews, peanuts. Just, just, do you really do you think that like putting a nut in something makes anything better? Now that I think of it, I can't think of a single fucking thing. I don't Crunchy mind a walnut in a brownie. I don't like a walnut. I don't mind a walnut in a brownie. I know some people really hate that. I actually kind of like it occasionally. It's not Do you favorite. like it better than a normal brownie? Probably not. If you had a choice, would you take no, walnuts? I would, I would. 
Yeah, it's not as good. It ruins the texture. Why would you want something that's like so fucking creamy? Oh, I like having have... a crunch every once in a while. I don't Put think it Oreos ruins the it. texture. Okay. Put Oreos in it. That's true. That's fair. There's just more. There's just better crunchy stuff oh, than like. Fuck. Do you remember the Oreo brownies at Usedan? Those were awesome. Uh, those were really good. <laughs> those were really good. I just think that like, when you're already putting as enough as much shit as there is in a dessert, it's like why would you be like, you know what, we'll make this texture way better if I just take something natural that. I literally could have plucked from a tree and just put it in this thing that I baked. It's what about absurd. anything that has like fruit in it? That's absurd. What do you mean? Is that are you asking? You also plucked from a tree, like or a <laughs> well, bush, or well, natural? Yeah, but 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 like if I I'm not putting like there's at least preparation that goes into like if okay, I took fair. strawberries. I'm not like just taking a fucking. I'm like cutting the strawberry. Maybe I'm I'm sugaring them or glazing them or I'm cooking them fair, in some fair, type of fair. syrup. Like there's no walnut syrup. What are you doing to a walnut? You're doing nothing. Right, you're just sticking it in there. That's the problem with nuts. I think peanuts are the only outlier for me, but I love peanuts, so it's different. Like I just yeah, know, we'll we'll I'm so a peanut. Are guy. you talking? Are you talking crunchy peanut? You're talking peanut flavor. Both. I like both. Do would you take crunchy peanut butter or creamy peanut butter? No. Okay, good. That's crazy. Yeah, no. that's a crazy move. Because that's the same thing. You're like, this is a delicious creamy texture. It goes with. Why would I just take something that is like? It doesn't belong. Like every time I bite a nut in something else, I, and I don't hate. I just had a bunch of fucking walnuts. I clearly am. Yeah, fine you're with really nuts. you're choosing a, a hill to die on with nuts. Which I'm, <laughs> I am. I, this, I feel the same it. with trail mix. <laughs> it's just it's the it's the problem of like you take a bite into something. And you're like, why is that there? Like why is that there? I don't know. I don't know. Like it's. I'm trying to think of it. For me, it's like eating gravel. It's like why would I throw gravel on a perfectly good sandwich? You know, like if, if gravel was a little bit more edible, I just can't figure it out. I cannot figure it out. I'm trying to think of like something where you're just like, you're interrupting experience with just something you crunch and just is dry. I don't understand that at all. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what do you like peanuts in? I'm trying to think. Like I do like, like peanut like butter it, cookies, worse with like peanuts. A Snickers, like a Snickers pie from like, you know, uh, yeah, in... but wouldn't that just be better if it was just no? I don't flavor? think so. And like the McDonald's really? Snickers pie, you know what I'm talking about? Are you about? okay? Okay, are you talking about like the few peanuts they put on top, or they're yeah, like, like peanuts that. in the middle? Well, a couple peanuts on top. That's a garnish, Nick. Same shit. I like them inside. It's not stuff. the same shit. It's not the same shit. It's not because a garnish. If you really don't like it, you can just take it off. Fair. I guess you could eat around the walnuts in your brownie. But though, then you're eating hard. around something in the brownie. Then there's just you just you're you can't eat yeah, a brownie. Like, that's the worst. That's the worst when you're eating it. And you're, I guess you're, you're right. Like, I guess you don't have peanuts full in anything other you than take that out kind of a garnish. full walnut and you're like, what's well, that? Now has brownie. Now I have to eat the wal. I have to eat around the walnut too. That's a pain, man. For a dessert. Well, for a comfort I food. Just, I would just eat the walnut because it doesn't bother me that much. It's because you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're. I hate to say it, Nick. You're actually spineless. You're spineless. Someone hands me a brownie and I say, get the shit out of here. I want to eat that. No, I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah you gave me a up. dessert. No, if you, a couple peanuts on top is a garnish. A walnut on top, that's a uh, garnish. No, that's a fair distinction. Just, that's a fair distinction. Yeah. I'm trying to think of right. something that has full peanuts in it. Like yeah, a Snickers nothing. bar is good. Snickers bar, they have peanuts. They have full peanuts. They do have peanuts. And that's an exception. Oh, a, uh, a payday. But that's all peanuts. So it doesn't really it's count. It's all peanuts. Yeah. It's the entire base of the candy bar. That's just, that's just the opposite. That's like you put. Well, because chocolate covered peanuts is the same thing. Delicious. It's like it's not that you put peanuts in something; it's that you put chocolate on peanuts. Right, different. But what I don't choose bake a, a brownie around I a walnut. Would I choose a chocolate covered peanut over a Reese's Pieces? No, no. 
I wouldn't. No. So, all right, you're right. You made me. You made me reconsider my views. This is what bipartisanship is all about. It's what it's about. Compromise. Yeah. Um, on to the actual in my brain of the week. <laughs> in terms of perception, um, I just had this realization the other day. Um, you know, it's the holiday season. And we're obviously missing out on holiday parties this year. Um, but I've also, you know, we've had weddings, etc. We've had events, and I just had this thought kick down the door to my mind, the feeble, feeble door it takes to get on this podcast as an in my brain. And I just realized, like, I'm 29 almost. Tomorrow. In Japan, I'm 29. And I have not had nearly enough pigs in a blanket, like mini hot dogs. Have not had nearly enough. And I'm calling out everyone whose wedding I've been to or whose, like, birthday party I've been to or whose catered event I've been to over the past... Eight years, nine years, we'll say nine years since 20, you've fucking dropped the ball. You've dropped the ball because now, like, my so days good. of eating mini hot dogs and pigs in a blanket without, like, little bagel dogs without fear of cholesterol and, like, my metabolism is slowing down and, like, I can't eat that many hot dogs because I'm getting closer to 30. Those days are behind me forever. They're never coming back. They're never coming back. Yeah, Fuck. you're never going to have a chance again now. That sucks. But yeah, I'm just calling you out because it's fu- it's hugely disappointing. I've had, you know, raw fish bars and I've had a, and not, if you're listening to this, you had a delightful wedding. <laughs> we oh, had a great had time for your wedding. <laughs> really good sushi. <laughs> um, but look, it just, I, I just thought for the events that I've been to, I would have had more mini hot dogs with a toothpick in them passed me on small plates and I haven't and I'm supremely disappointed because we'll have to do maybe a ranking of hors d'oeuvres at some point because we're the bougiest fucks in the room but it's gotta be it's gotta be near the top for me and it's just I just can't say it in in any other way than I'm super disappointed I I have nothing really to add to that anything better than like than a surprise pig in a blanket you're like you know, you're you're five beers deep. You're or for me, two beers deep. You're a little buzzed, and suddenly, someone in a in a uniform comes up to you with a pig in a blanket. That's insane. That never happens. That's like your mom bringing you pizza pockets at a slumber party. It is know? also true because I feel like sliders get prioritized over pigs in a blanket at more adult affairs, and I disagree with that. I like sliders for sure, but they're yeah way more. They're way harder to eat. Harder to eat. Messier. Messier. Harder to and, get right. It is so easy to get pigs in a blanket right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you buy them from a, the grocery store. You just stick them in the oven. Which makes maybe it is worse what we that I haven't it. had as many. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. You know what I was thinking about with this hmm. is how come, now that we're talking bougie, you know, adultified versions, how come no one makes, like, a hot dog-sized pig in a blanket? I bet they do. Yeah, it's kind of like a kolache. You ever had a yeah. kolache? I don't think I have. I'm Dude, kolaches are great. Kolache is one of the best one of the best things I discovered in Texas. It's one of those things, you know, places like Texas, one of those places that has these these weird things that you can't really trace because you like assume oh, that yeah. everything is based in barbecue, etc. There's also a huge. They're Czechoslovakian, I think. There's a huge Czech population in Texas. They've brought these kolaches down there, and it's like a a pastry, a hot dog or sausage in a pastry. Um, and it's fucking this is delicious. exactly what I'm talking about. So it's really fucking good. It's delicious. You, yeah, I mean, and you're you're totally right. It's got they've got cheese, which pigs in a blanket don't have. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be kind of nice to have one with cheese, one without cheese. Would you ever put cheese on a hot dog? No, never. No, me neither. But the kolache, they taste delicious. I'm you sure. You get a jalapeno, I mean, get like a jalapeno kolache. Ooh. There's no real Phenomenal. reason why I don't think a regular hot dog would taste bad with cheese. But I, it is something that is surprising from like sports bars. Like you get corn dogs. Why not right. pigs in a blanket? Why why not for people who would just rather have um, like people who don't want the corn dog? I mean, corn dogs are great. Don't get me wrong. But I'd rather have a full-size pig in a blanket for sure. Or, or why not sell them like jalapeno poppers, which is like, oh, you get a basket of fried pickles. It's like, no, I'd rather have a basket of, a basket of yeah. pigs in a blanket. That's, yeah, a, just that's an idea. That, that is an idea. No one take that idea. Oh, actually, you know what? Go ahead and take that idea. Oh, yeah. No, that's free reign. That IP is yeah. for everyone. I can't eat them anymore. So, you know, good luck to Gen Z. Can you imagine like a like a, like a a medium popcorn full of pigs of a blanket? Dude, oh my God. It'd be for movie theaters? All right. No one take this idea now. Now this is our idea. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking good. That's a pretty fucking good idea. Why would you? Nick, I never want to eat a full hot dog in a movie theater, but I would definitely no. eat a pig oh, in a blanket. No, pick around a pig in a blanket. You'd pay more for it, too. You probably get the same amount of hot dog. No one take this. Fuck. This is copyrighted. We have, right to, we have to get Remy on the phone right now. We have to get <laughs> our lawyers. An absurd idea. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I just watched something about Mary again. I finished it, and her whole point is, you know, we need more meats on a stick. Fuck that. We need more. We need more mini hot dogs, pigs in a blanket. More excuses yeah. to eat pigs in a blanket. Because some places don't do it right. Like it's not right at the pigs in a blanket. What do you What do you define pigs in a blanket as? Now that we've talked about the same definition of it over and over again. What do I define it as? A mini yeah. hot dog and a little Great. puff pastry roll. Okay, so you don't define it as breakfast sausage and a pancake, which I think some like you know international house of pancakes will define it as that, which I respect. Yeah. And I'm not talking about IHOP. I'm talking about the pancake house. Yeah, no, I don't like that. No, pink a blanket is a is is yeah. It's mini hot dog. Mini hot dog. It's mini hot dog. Okay. Well, I agree. We got a great idea of this. And look, if you're if you're a 23 year old listening to this podcast, and you see a pig in a blanket, take it. Don't take it for granted. Don't be like me. Someone who's never taken a big mic for granted. <laughs> for me, who's turning them down left and right. Oh my god! It just, I, it's just, it's sad. It was one of those things where every time I've ever been to a wedding, I've been like. And maybe we could blame COVID for this too, because how many weddings did I miss out on this year that would have had pigs in a blanket? A lot. Should we call up all of our friends who were going to get married this year and be like, "All right, fuckhead, like you already canceled your wedding, or postponed it." Sorry. <laughs> Very few wedding cancellations. You already postponed your wedding for COVID. Um, were you gonna? We could interrogate them of what they were gonna have on their menus, and that actually might make them feel better if you think about it. Yeah, I think people would all around be happier too if you they know, had like, been married this year. Oh no, that's for certain. But I think <laughs> I think if there was pigs in a blanket, like there's so much pressure for wedding food to be like fancy and elegant, you know. But right, like, I think that's such. Why is so, that? No, I point, think it's nice sometimes, but like I think also well, you can get hit or miss stuff. Like I've had well, bad I think wedding food. That's true. Sucks. I do think there is something nice about it, but I also think there's a point where like so right one wedding we went to had the raw bar before the ceremony. Good shrimp. Right? Yeah. Good shrimp. Yeah, good shrimp. Good shrimp. Um that needed to be classy. So, but after the ceremony you're getting blazed anyway. Blazed. You're getting drunk yeah. anyway. No, we got blazed. <laughs> you're all smoking. After the wedding. You're just smoking a ton of weed. You definitely want pigs in a blanket. Um <laughs> We're all just doing <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I did think the food was really good at that wedding. The f- yeah, I mean, I, it's not right that I'm picking out that wedding in particular. It it's just the, the most wedding. recent wedding I've yeah. been to. That's actually not true. I went to another wedding, also good. Also didn't have pigs in a blanket though. Fuck. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. 
We've spent a lot of time on this, yeah. We have spent a lot of time on Pigs in a Blanket. So, what other podcast is doing that right now? What other podcast is fucking eight months into COVID talking about Pigs in a Blanket? I don't know. This podcast. Yeah. Um, we're moving on to Nerd Keegs. Welcome to Nerd Keegs. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah. Thank you for being yeah. here. Um, we're talking two things today. We're talking uh, we're talking a great movie on Netflix, which may or may not be down your alley. We're talking a great game for video game players that may or not be down your alley. So if you're not in the movies, if you're in the movies, we'll do movie first because more people are going to be in the movies. So we'll do movies first, and then we're going to video games. If you're not into those, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Anyway, talking the movie. Movie is called Blue Ruin on Netflix. I'm not the first one to discover this movie. I just rewatched it. Saw it a couple years ago. Rewatched it a few nights ago, and it just re- was reminded that it is a just a solid movie that I just feel like goes under the radar because of the type of movie it is. Um, it's not going to have a lot of people you recognize in it. It did not get a lot of fanfare. It did win some awards at some smaller festivals, but it is just a well done. I'd call it like a thriller revenge story. And the premise behind it, the driving premise behind it is it's just this follows the protagonist, this man who is basically seeking vengeance against the family for a crime that happened 10 years earlier. And the catch is that he's not Liam Neeson. He's not fucking Mark Wahlberg. He's not any of these guys who are, you know, these, he's not someone who's had a job that was to kill people. He's just a fucking guy. He has no idea what he's doing. And so it, it is this just very raw, um, visceral, slow building, kind of brooding, dark movie about this guy who's just like a totally average Joe trying to pull this stuff together. So, you know, fucking up right and left. And um, and I don't know what it is about that. that I think it just is a, an original take on a genre that is like revenge movies have been being made since, you know, since we were making movies. So it, it just is a movie that if you're... you're with a buddy or you're by yourself you're with a loved one and you're like ah i'm in the mood for something dark you know i'm in the mood for fucking sicario or hell or high water and i've seen those movies i'm in for something that's going to make me think that's going to kind of keep me captivated i highly recommend blue ruin it's not a cheerful movie it's fucked up it's bloody it's gross so if you don't like that stuff you're not gonna like this movie this is only for people who are kind of looking for that type of thing highly recommend it highly recommend it so it's it's good and it's original you're not going to see any other movie like it which is kind of cool too it's not that long i think it's about hour and a half yeah, I'm looking. It's nine. It's ninety minutes on the dot. Yeah, it's 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 quick. It's tight. It's great. Pretty. Yeah, this is a. I've never, I've never heard of this, nor have I seen it. But yeah, it's just it's one of those movies that, like, again, I'm not the first person to watch it. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got great. It's got like eighty six percent fresh, ninety percent audience, something like good grades. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely not the first person to like this movie, but it is one of those movies that just you are scrolling through Netflix and you miss it because it is, it doesn't have a crazy cover. It looks like it could just be a shitty movie, you know, just from right. the, the look of it. Um. It is great, very good, highly recommend. And Moving wh- on who to, are any of these? Yeah, are yeah. any are any of these actors anywhere? Like, what are they up to? I I don't know these this crowd. It's, no, I mean you'll recognize. Yeah, it is interesting like, because the the lead in particular is does a a really good job. He does. He's he's extraordinary. Yeah, but I haven't seen him in that much. Maybe I should. Is he? Can you click on his name? Yeah, it's Macon Macon Blair. I think is his name. Yeah, no, it's Mason. Similar, but Mason. I don't know if, it's, if that's because. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Macon. Macon. <laughs> Macon Blair. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds familiar, but probably because I looked up his name when I watched yeah, the movie. Yeah, Mason Blair. 
and uh, yeah, I don't. He, he oh he uh, he he directed that movie with Elijah Wood. I don't feel alone. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. On my list to watch on Netflix. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so he seems like he knows what he's doing there. I yeah. Think. Oh no, that, he's that's the producer. So, no, that's it's a starring too. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it gives me Place Beyond the the Pines vibes, but then I looked and I was like, oh man, Place Beyond the Pines, you know, cost like. You know, forty like it had millions yeah. of dollars of budget, and this movie was you know much much smaller, which is cool. you know what had a place beyond the pines that I just watched feel was um, but not as good, but still fine. But it had a similar vibe to it of just like yeah. oh shit is dark and is cross generational. Was um devil all the time? Okay, I've, I've heard of that. I watched movie. that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was solid. But it's similar of just like wow, this is a story that it has a narr- you know it's like one of those movies that has a narrator, and so you're you're not used. I don't know. I'm not used to narrators anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool, and it's based off a book, so it makes sense why they would have a narrator. Um, but that's a solid. That's also a solid watch on Netflix if you if you're if you're into it. Um, not super cheerful, but it kept me it kept my rapt attention for okay, cool. Blue Ruin. Whatever thing. Yeah, Blue Ruin is number one. Yeah. Um. And now, everyone who's not a fucking nerd, get out of the room. It's video game time. It's nerd motherfuckers. time. Guys, we're talking... I've been waiting to talk this game for months. For months. And I was in with it. I was out of it. I was in with it. I wasn't playing it for a bit. I was taking a break. I was back to it. And now I'm away from it, but I'm appreciating it. Because there's, there's cool stuff going on right now. We're talking Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown. It's out on PC, Xbox, PS4... And this game is super exciting, and I'm going to tell you why. Premise of the game is almost, it's Battle Royale-esque. You can spawn in by yourself, or with teams of two, that's in one game mode, or you can go in with a team of three. And you spawn into one of two maps at a different spawn point, and you basically are, uh, it's set in like this post-apocalyptic, late 19th century bayou setting and it's there's been a, like a zombie outbreak the lore behind this game is insane a quick side note we'll get to that later but there's so there's zombies everywhere there's ai all over so so enemies that aren't controlled by players they're ai we talk a lot about we talked about with escape from tarkov pvp pve this is a classic pvp pve game you're fighting both ai and players so your goal is you've got to find this boss there can be one or two on a map by basically going to each one of these kind of named locations. So if you think of Warzone, you're going to you know different places that have a name on the map. Like there's all the in-between spaces, but you're going to fucking the TV station, you're going to the stadium, you're going to downtown, and you're collecting clues. Clues are easy to find. It's a super easy gameplay cycle. It's like you go into your vision, you find the clue, you go to the clue, you collect it, and it cuts off pieces of the map. And so when you get three you know where the boss is or you might just stumble on the boss right away. So there's a there's an it is already you don't have a level playing field because some people are spawning closer to it, some people are spawning farther from it. Cool. But you are choosing where to go. Um once you find the boss, you got to kill it, you got to banish it. So at that point, you've killed this boss and you banish it and at this point everyone on the map knows where it is. As soon as you hit the banish key, you you banish this thing and everyone knows where it is. And once it's done banishing, it takes about five minutes, it drops these, co- these tokens you pick up. So you, each one has two tokens. And you pick it up, and then you have to make it to an extraction point on the map. It's on the edge of the map. 
and they're spread out, but sometimes they're right together. And so basically at this point, everyone on the map can see you. You've got some tools. There are tools built into the game to make sure that people aren't just gonna camp, that you can't see, et cetera. Like there's, they've done a good job with the gameplay systems, making sure nothing's too overpowered. You've gotta make it to this extraction point and get out. Everyone else is trying to kill you. Um, and there's 12 people on a map. So if you're you know, doing teams of three, you've got three other teams. If you're doing teams of two, you've got five other teams. And because of that, it is just, you end up in these crazy situations. It's, um, it's cool for a lot of reasons. The gameplay loop is super simple, but because of it, you end up with these games that don't feel the same. Um, you end up with cool boss fights. You end up with these, the, the best part of this game are the fights with other players, the PvP, which is surprising to some people because as the game's set in the late 19th century, using a lot of old-fashioned guns. So you're doing guns that, like, you have to fire, and you have to load them again and fire them. And so you've got things that only fire, like, these aren't machine guns. You can fire, like, 15 rounds a minute. But they do good, and everything is basically a one-shot headshot, and basically everything is a two-shot chest shot. So basically, you're just in these super intense fights where you've got a shot, and then you've got to go reload, or you've got to... You've got to be strategic about your placement and about your, you know, how you're going about taking fights, especially when you're um, like with a team and you're in these compounds and there's bullet penetration. So you've got are you hiding behind a wooden house and someone else you can hear has a, no a long powered rifle. So it's a really cool game that is just done really, really well. The other thing that's really cool about it before we start comparing it is that it's a game that's built. When you think about Call of Duty, Nick, what is your the which sense are you using the most to identify when you see another team or when another team is around you? You're using sight. Now, obviously, Hunt uses sight as well because it's a game and you're playing it. But the game was built entirely in 3D binaural audio, which means it's recorded with like a special mic. Games like for those of you that that do play PC games. Uh, Senua Hellblade Sacrifice, which is this game about this woman who has schizophrenia. Um, that was the first game that did this 3D binaural audio where they had people What's talking around What's the name of that them. game? It's Senua Hellblade Sacrifice. It's a tight, tight and it's an insane game. That's a crazy game. I think it's coming out for console, so that's another recommendation. But So they're trying and they talk to experts about that to kind of what does it sound like to hear voices. So that's how they recorded that game was people are in this room around it. So basically what it does is you just have this setting of like, you can, it's very easy. One, it's super immersive. Two, it's really easy to tell where a sound is coming from. And Hunt is a game that was built that the first thing that you're gonna hear when someone's near you are sound cues. So that means there are birds that people can set off, there are ducks that people can set off, there are branches that you can see that if someone steps on them, they make a loud crack, you can, get visual cues from people stepping on broken glass, from going through a window, from opening a door, from you know, aggroing one of these artificial um, uh, enemies. There are dog pens, there are chicken coops. There's just, I can't That's think so about scarier. playing. It's it's scary. Well, yeah, when you first play, it's like jump scare galore. I stepped on a stick, you know? Oh my God, there's a zombie in here. Oh, these birds went off right next to us. I can't think of a time where I've seen, I can think of like one out of 10 times where I've seen someone before hearing them. And that's a crazy way to build a game. It's super cool. Um, the maps are incredibly well designed, like the best maps I've ever played on. They have two maps and they've just done them exquisitely. 
there's creepy shit everywhere every compound feels different like they've got wharfs they've got fishing towns they've got train stations they've i mean they've got everything and it's sweet it's really just a fucking cool ass game um that works really well and it's different the reason i like it uh, more than tarkov at this point is because it's cut off a much t- the problem with tarkov if you get into it with anyone is like tarkov has such a broad vision for what it wants to be we I, maybe this is for another nerd case we can go deeper into this no it's tarkov, cool tarkov wants to be a game where it's like this is the hardcore shooter this is the hardcore shooter you know, we want to be worrying about thirst, hunger. Like we want to do all the stuff that Daisy did. You know, we want to worry. We want death to have a consequence. Um, we want teamwork to be imperative. We don't want teammates marked on the map for you. Like we want it to be as real, not as realistic, as immersive as possible. And everyone has a different vision for that. It's a cool idea. Right. It's ambitious, but everyone's got a different idea for it. So you've got some people that are like, "Oh, you put this in the game, it's too punishing for casual players." Other people are like, "Well, you put this in the game." It's, you know, it doesn't raise the ceiling high enough for pro players. There's no incentive to do this, or people play it all the time. Hunt has taken this little sliver of, like, we're doing 19th century, we're doing this setting, we're doing this story, and we're just going to fill it out with as much fucking detail as we can. And that is makes for just a really cool game. It's a game where, like, if you are into it at all, you grow to love it more because it's just done so, so well which is great um you have any questions so far no that's a good sell i mean i i i i that resonates with me the the reasons why you like it which is like you built a container that you have a really clear vision for and and you filled it with all the right stuff that like fits in this world i'm always going to be like a a world building Mm -hmm. game Right. Like a game with a tight world to me is something that I enjoy a lot, which is why I like Red Dead, which is why I like Fortnite right. for me. I'm like, all this goofy stuff that changes all the right. time. Like the story right. that, like, I don't always need story, but I do I do like it when everything feels very much of a piece and like crafted, yeah. you know? Like I like, I like 100%. that. And, I, and I, that sounds, it sounds interesting. Where like yeah, Tarkov, really- when you describe it, sounds much more like this is about like, skill and mechanics and i think hunt probably is too but like there might be something else to enjoy in it which is like these maps are really cool and the ai you know like the way you interact with things is is engaging yeah um, versus like it's about the you know the engine of this game is you have to be really good and it's really hard blah 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 blah. right yeah there's something it's, it's about the complexity as opposed to hunt which is like there's complexity that adds to this but at the bait like you can't play tarkov without knowing really without knowing you know whatever combination of key binds you need for like what what multiple buttons do i hold there's a reason that tarkov can't be played on console right it has nothing to do with engine it's like what buttons if i'm holding alt and shift and t how, how am i going to do that on a on a controller like, yeah. there's just no fucking way um and then you get into engine problems as well which hunt does struggle with um but the other thing is it's just one of those games like as you can tell like i'm at this point in my life, I'm no like I play a very specific type of game, and it lines up with the type of gaming that I do. Like, I play games to keep in touch with my brothers, and so I play games that they like, and I play games that require like a bunch of teamwork that they might be interested in. That that have teams like there, there's a common goal. I'm not someone who's like I don't play that many single player games, because just because I can't 
I'm not that interested in that anymore. There are games that I'll play because I like the franchises and I think they're incredible. But like, I'm never gonna be. I'm never gonna buy Spider-Man. I'm never gonna buy. Um, you know, like I even playing the Uncharted. I know people love the Uncharted, and I'm like, this is pretty good. But it's not. I am only playing things that I think are amazing or fall into this category of like kind of a hardcore teamwork-based um, shooter. Um, and Hunt is great in that. It's better than Tarkov in the reason of you can revive your teammates. So like if I'm going in with three different people um, and one of them dies in Tarkov, he has to hang out for 40 minutes while we finish the round. It has no incentive to be invested in it. Right. You know, like we actually, when we were playing Tarkov recently, we started streaming for each other just through our, our Discord just so that the other person could feel like they were still involved in some ways. So it was just like, well, fuck, now I've got to sit here and listen to you guys like fucking talk while I just wait. Whereas Hunt, you can revive people. There is a point where people can get brought down forever, but like there is a basis of like, if we win this fight, we can bring someone up that plays in our strategy going forward, um, which is cool. The biggest thing and the reason why I'm recommending Hunt now, not intentionally, but this is one, it lines up well. One, Hunt is in, well, just won this award in, let's see, Best Online Experience Award of the Game Awards 2020, hosted by PlayStation Universe. Um, oh, that's cool. And I'm just going to read what they said. They said, blending deep progression systems across hundreds of hours of play and the sort of fist-chewing terror which you'd think only would be available in a single-player game, Hunt Showdown excels as a boundlessly innovative and deserving choice for our best online multiplayer experience of the year. Award comes after a year in which Hunt has received 11 major updates to the game and rolled out new live events. We'd like to thank Hunt Showdown community for their passion for the game and all their invaluable feedback. Um, producer at Crytek, a German company who does Hunt, said, um, it's been an exceptional year for Hunt and we have exciting plans for 2021. So they just won this award. And it's they won this award for a reason, which is that the this game has, the most, has some of the most incredible post-launch support I've seen in a game ever and i'm pretty new to pc gaming which is more common to see this but it's like we can compare this to something like cyberpunk oh everyone's ears perk up Ooh, um, cyberpunk. which i haven't played because of the fact there are so many issues and i wanted to play it on a new console but i it's it's something that was so hyped and had a terrible launch you know we got bugs you got crashes you got all this shit where people are people looking at this game like it's gonna be the best game of all time yeah um that was a bad port so it at the best case scenario it's going to be fine on PC and it's bad on on consoles and that's a bummer um, the difference is that like Hunt also well it's similar is that Hunt also had a bad launch Hunt launched two years ago early access um, and it was just not as good just game mechanics were different you know people didn't like it that much a bunch of my a few of my brothers had played it and like returned it like they, or they just they were like yeah we're not into this or we're, never, we're not going to pay for the full version um but it's a game where the 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 developers have stayed in touch with the community we talked about reddit a lot in the video game community they've stayed in touch with the community and they've just consistently rolled out like patch after patch every couple months they're adding something they're tweaking something they're making the game better like they're making changes to they're adding stuff to keep people like, one of my concerns when buying Hunt, someone had mentioned, yeah, there's not a ton of support for the game. There's not a, not a lot of new stuff. There's only two maps. There's only three bosses. There's only so many weapons. Like, but what Hunt does, these, what Crytek does, to their credit, is it's like every couple months, they, they do new cosmetic items that are really cool, really detailed. 
Every few months, they're putting out some new weapon variations or a new weapon, etc. A new cosmetic hunter you can have. Uh, every few months, they're making a gameplay change. So it's these, it's been these small differences. They haven't changed that much big stuff yet. They're just making small changes. And so they're, and it's, it's been, they've been one big change this year that the community was like, you're going to fuck up the game. And it's fine. And it's made the game better. It's made the game more accessible. They're looking at what the problems are with the game, trying to improve them. Now we're also at a stage where like, they're about to put out some really big updates. They're adding some exciting stuff. Like the next year in Hunt is going to be exciting. They're putting out a fourth boss coming out next year or coming out soon, probably within two months from now, they'll have a new boss. They got was supposed to be now, but they got pushed because of COVID. And then later, they're putting out a new map, which has been a huge deal. They've only had two, now there's three maps. And they just had another update that came out last week that's like you, uh, they added a ton of other new shit to the, I mean, it's just, you you like are waiting for these big updates from Hunt, from the developers. And then there's just this small stuff, like you just, you very suddenly are like, wow, I'm playing a different game than I played in September. Yeah. And that's super cool. And they're really in touch with their community. Like all of the changes are cool. And they've done the research and they're supporting the game. They're making it better. Like people are coming back to it, oh, which is really exciting. Um, the other thing that's really cool is they've started doing events that they don't announce. They just do events. So they're, they did a Halloween event for like four days of like they added special stuff in the game. You got to smash pumpkins as part of this other gameplay process. You earn points to earn you know these rewards that they have. You don't have to buy into it. There's no fucking battle pass. You just, that's what you get. Um, you can buy DLC if you want, but you don't have to have pay anything to have access to these cool things. And now they're doing them for Christmas. They announced it out of nowhere. It was December like 15th through 30th. And you can either watch things on Twitch and get stuff from there, or you can play the game and get stuff from there. And it's super cool that they're, they're just doing this shit. And it makes the game, it's this event, it gets everyone in the community involved, everyone's playing. And it's, a, it's just a super fucking cool thing to see a game do. Um, it's on sale for Xbox and PS4. Or I don't know if it's on sale for PS4. It is on sale for Xbox. I think it's like 12 to 16 bucks. Oh, it's a pretty good um, deal. Dude, it's insane. I mean, so here's the catch. The catch is that the game is not as good. It's thirteen nineteen on Xbox. It's not as good on console as it is on PC, I can imagine. It's not as good on console. Yeah. It will maybe get there with next gen. Um, like, if you are looking for a game to play, you're like, I have no games to play on console. Hunt is an option. If you're super happy with Call of Duty right now, and you don't really, you just like think this game sounds cool, and you think you might get a PS5, then I would wait. Because I think that with the next generation, it's just because the big issues are like frame rate. There are just things that PCs can do that like PS4s and Xbox uh, Ones, I think, are the last one. Like the last gen consoles now. Yeah. They can't do anymore. They just can't catch up. The new like consoles, once they get them ironed out a little bit, like they do have the specs to play. Like you may see games like Hunt improve. I don't know if they're going to, like, to what degree they're going to support the next gen stuff. But the fact that they have a console version out now, the fact that they're gaining all the steam, it's kind of hard for me, me to imagine that they wouldn't try to push it forward. That's got to be where it, the money is, right? Like, it, we're more money. You know, like, it just, yeah, why money. not? Like, are you just, you, you already have the game developed in one hand. Like, I, but then again, I'm not a programmer. I have no idea how much work it takes. But, like, if a game is only for, for PC and someone tells me it's going to come out for console, like, there's a game that has said that. I've been waiting for that for four years, for three or four years, and it hasn't come out. 
because it's an insane amount of work. And when you're doing something on PC and you're just trying to catch up to the problems that are coming through to supporting a game that way, like designing something for console over here is like kind of a low priority. If you don't have a good game over here, why would you have it over here? Right. Hunt, at least they've already developed both versions. And while like there are problems with the, P the PS4 version or console version of like frame rate, how does the game run? What are the graphics on the game? They're all worse than PC. But the fact that the game works on PC and the mechanics are there and it's a and the funny like that helps the console versions. The funny thing is like the games are played very differently between them. Obviously on, on PC you have much more precise aim. So you've got these fights that are actually like gunfights, like you're actually like the meta, right? The 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 secret weapon to kind of break the like you when you play into the meta, you're playing the strongest guns, etc. Right? You're running the, the M four or whatever it is and the the whatever. You get it. Yeah. Um, like that's what you use. You do the point and click guns. You do that because you're you're winning these fights at range. On console with the sticks, with these guns that fire like ten rounds a minute, you, you probably get weight. Yeah, you can't hit a thing. The other cool thing about Hunt is they have a melee system in the game. Like you bring in melee weapons, you can melee people. So the the, the PC meta is running like rifles and these long ammo guns where they right. everyone's far and like, shooting. Yeah, yeah. The console meta is you all fire guns at each other and miss all of your shots and then just have to melee each other, which is like a super funny, like there's a weapon called the Bomb Lance that on PC is run very rarely. Like you forget it's in the game and then someone runs it, you're like, ah, oh, this is a strong gun or strong weapon at close range to melee me with. Like, but I'm not ever expecting it. On console, that's like everyone's running that because right. it's like they just really, that's the best, the most dependable way to kill someone on console is to slash them. So it's just an exciting time. So, and I would say that it's one of those games that if you're the only, if you, if like if you Nick were interested in this and no one else was for PS4, I'd be like you shouldn't get it. Right. You should convince another person to try it with you, because I it is a game that is cannot be compared. If you if you want to get the game a few weeks earlier than your friends to get good at it, that's allowed. But playing solo is it's not, not the same. I can't do Battle Royale type stuff solo anyway. And it's less like, fun. It's, it's less fun than fun. other ones because there's yeah. no solo queue. So you're going, it's fun right. and you're good at it to go against multiple people. But even then, it's like so much more stealthy and it's way like when you're with a team, it's super fun. You can fuck around. There's, you can meme. It's just like, it's hilarious. It's just a hilarious community to be a part of. So it's just, I chose this game. I want to talk about it anyway. And then today it won this award. I see the sale. Like it's just a game that is really hitting its stride right now. It's just a super exciting community to be a part of. I'm really impressed with the with the developers because when you look at a game like Cyberpunk, you're like, will that ever recover from that? It's a tough. It is really tough to come back from a bad launch because how many people on PS4 are getting refunds for Cyberpunk? How good is Cyberpunk? How good are they going to have to hear Cyberpunk is before they buy that game again? I like, there's a trust that goes into it. Serious. It, yeah, it could. That game could be screwed. Right, and so to have a game that it's different when it comes out early access, you can try it and you pay ten bucks instead of forty bucks, whatever. It's a little different, like you have more access to that on PC. But the fact that these developers have just stuck with this game, with this vision, with this incredible lore they've built, and that's the cool thing about Reddit, is that you've got people that have unlocked all the lore and they put it out there for people to read. These pages cool. and pages and pages of the history that this is built on history, like the made-up history. Yeah, yeah, the fact yeah that's that they like support it. It's just something you don't see very often in games where you're just like, wow, this game is hitting its stride. The developers are supporting it. There's a community that loves the game. All the changes have been spot on. Will they fuck it up at some point? Like maybe, but it's, it's just really, it's, it's a rare, it's a rare thing to see. It's fun to have been playing this game as you kind of have been realizing like, fuck, all right, that's three updates in a row. They've really like nailed it. 
and they've kept it feeling fresh. And it's a game that like I'll play a bunch for a couple months, put down to play something else, come back, play it again for a couple months. Like it's not stressful. I mean, it is stressful. It's intense, but it's not like Tarkov. Right. Um, it's just a fucking blast. Could not recommend it more. So it's that, a great game. If you've got two or three friends who are like, oh, should we try Hunt? Fucking try this game. Try it. It's it's super cool. I guess I would. I'm torn of like if you have an Xbox. It is 13 bucks. It's a crazy deal. Um, do I think the game is going to run better on next gen consoles at some point? Yes, I do. But I also don't. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to give a good recommendation on that. If you think you're going to get a, a like you, you think you're a, week, a year away from getting a next gen console, I would maybe get Hunt and play it and see if you like it. And then yeah, I might get it. You're paying 13 bucks. If you can, yeah, if you can convince someone else to get it, I would try it. It's super. It's hard to hit things, but it's if you, it's a fun game to. We just might think that's in. funny though. Yeah, it is funny for sure. And also, I'm not good at aiming anyway. Right. So, so at least you're going to be with people who are also not good at aiming. Yeah, exactly. It um, might level the playing field for me. It, the only thing, it sounds like you're passionate about it for a lot of reasons that are, you know, I, I, I'm only so much into this into this world, but for this year, I'm only just going to say what I know. Like, I, I got into a game like I'd never really gotten into, like, an online community for a game with the show, MLB The Show. Yeah. And I feel oh, yeah. the same, I, I think that community feels the same way about, okay, the studio responds to us and listens to us and like releases content in a way that feels like it really listens to a what's going on in sports and all that Mm -hmm. but also like what people are asking for and what they what people are going to think is cool which a lot of that is releasing you know what kind of player they release at what kind during the year like there's a whole program where you know people online go like oh it's going to be griffy it's going to be griffy it's going to be griffy and then somebody then you know it's it's you can get griffy or you can't or they just did a really good job of like building a cadence of releasing stuff that a is like you can pay for, but is also free if you work hard, mm-hmm. and having like a range of different ways to interact with the game and get stuff that keeps you involved, but also feels like oh shit, like they care about me playing this, and it's not just like a oh we really want you to buy VC like in NBA Two K, right? You know, like they. Right. So I don't know. I I understand why that's so like exciting because I think I feel yeah. that way once we're like you go on the Reddit, everyone's like. Man, this is like a really good studio that actually responds. And totally like right. trying to and improve got, this game. They've got their community managers and they're in the Reddit checking out people's like that's the yeah. thing. If you're if you like video games and you're not in video game subreddits, you're missing out. Because they have those for console you don't have to be a PC player. They have console Reddits as well. It makes and it it's so much more fun. Super fun to get involved in the community, but it's also really fun because you that's like who do you think where do you think these people the developers are posting their shit? It's on the fucking Reddit. Yeah. So go see what's going on behind the scenes. Go see what the community's like. And it's hugely informative. Like, I was playing a lot of Red Dead Online, as Nick knows. I was trying to get him involved. And it was through being on the Reddit where I realized, like, ah, where I saw a game like Hunt where people are involved in it, I posted on Hunt saying, should I get this game? These are the games I like. And I got fucking 10 responses back of 10 different great answers of why I should or why I shouldn't get games. That's incredible. I can go yeah. on Red Dead Online and I can see, like, from just reading people's posts, like, all right, Rockstar is not doing a great job supporting this game. People have been upset with the updates. You, It's a huge grind. I'm like, ah, this is the game that I'm not going to play. Like, right, I'm not going to spend my time gonna, on that. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my time on this. But a game like Hunt, it's just, I mean, you nailed it. It's just, like, one of those games that is keeping people engaged. I never was someone who, like, ever prestiged in Call of Duty. I would prestige once and then kind of lose my... 
lose the luster for it. The yeah. way they do it in Hunt, I've prestiged six times. Like I'm just, you get they just it's a every system in the game is done in a good way, and they're making the and they're adding more systems. So there's things in that like that's a game that is they're just figure they're just they've got this thing and they're just filling it in, and you're like wow this this picture looked cool, and now it's looking way cooler. So if you if you are someone who's got a couple buddies looking for a new game, you're not going to get a next gen console for the foreseeable future. Um, check out Hunt. Think about whether Hunt. If you're looking for a gift of someone, this is a great gift. If you're like you've got a buddy who's down to try any game with you, buy this. Buy one for yourself. Buy one for him, and just freaking see what it's like. It's a fun time. And I again, I haven't played it on console. I wish I could give you like an idea of what it is. I just know the game is worse on console, but it still seems like people really love it. They still support it. It's being held back by the systems and not the developers. Mm -hmm. So that's where the that's where it comes down to you guys. Whether it's like, do we want to wait for next gen? Do we want to play this? Because it's some, you know, it's just one of those things. But if it's ten bucks and it's like, try it on. If you're spending five hundred bucks on a new console, it's like try this fucking game on this one if you think you're gonna like it. Right. It's and if they the do support it on the next one, you get that one then, and then you gotta you come up with this, however much it's gonna cost for that for PS5 or Xbox Series X. So that's my rant on Hunt. I just—it's a game that I'm so, yeah, I'm so impressed with. I bought it, not knowing what I was going to think about it, and I just—there are people who don't like the game. They don't like the 19th century stuff. They don't like the slow guns. They want it to be machine guns. They want a game that's faster paced. They want all this shit. But for me, it just—it—it. It, it, there's so much that can happen in a round. It's so unpredictable and yet so simple at the same time. Love it. Love it. That's tight. That's tight. That's tight. That's Nerd tight. Geeks. That's so tight, dude. Video games are tight. So yeah, those are your, you're welcome for your idea for a Christmas night movie and a Christmas night video game. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else for us? No, that was great. Good episode. I, <clears throat> I feel like a real nerd right now. You're Nerd Geeks. As I should, after every Nerd Geeks. Guys, that was episode 89 of Pierce Podcast. You're happy now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Give us a shout out. We got some big episodes coming up, guys. Episode 90 is coming up next. We're going to be, we're going to be doing some fun stuff. The Road to 100 begins. Road to 100 begins with our next episode, probably coming out right around New Year's, probably a little bit after. So get excited for that. We've got some exciting stuff on on the line for these next 10 episodes. We're going to try to go all out. Um, If you order a shirt, I've got your names officially from Brett. So hopefully you'll be getting those shipped out after the holidays. And that's all for now. Episode 89, here's podcast. You're happy now. Nick, are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.